Thank you all for joining us this morning for the Longwater book launch. I would firstly like to start by paying my respects to the traditional custodians of where we're gathering this morning. I'd like to pay my respects to the Yagara people and the Truvel people. And I would also like to acknowledge all of our elders um, and those who have gone before us. Um, I'm a bit rusty, hasn't been out the bush for three months, and <laughs> this is uh, the first time projecting my voice loudly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd, um, I'm Freya Carmichael, and I'm the curator of Longwater, and I'm a Nugi woman belonging to Kwandamooka country. So um, just out um, where the river meets the bay, just out here. And um, over the past two years, I've been working closely with artists and art centres and um, designer and photographers, writers and the IMA to bring together this, um, the exhibition and the publication. Um, and this publication has been created to expand on the spiritual and cultural relationships to water that are told in the artworks in the exhibition. And um, I've been so lucky to collaborate with Jenna and Lee, who we have on screen this morning. Um, I've worked with Jenna um, over a number of years now, collaborating on projects. And um, Jenna's um, really sensitively brought the text and imagery together to focus on country and materials and the artists. And also joining me is Ellen Van Even, who's a old hat at launching books so <laughs> she's going to show us how they're going to show us how it's done this morning and um, and Alan's really contributed significantly to the publication with three beautiful poems and um, we'll start with Jenna and Ellen introducing themselves uh, hey um, Jiggery Jimbalang um, my name is Ellen and I want to also pay my respects to Yagara and Turrbal country um, my mob are Malanjali from Bow Desert um, on my mum's side and, and my dad's Dutch and so our, our language group is Yugumbe which is uh, neighboring to Yagara um, uh, Gold Coast scenic rim uh, going into northern New South Wales into Bundjalung country um, and, and our neighbours are also uh, the Kondamuka people. So uh, it's a real pleasure to, um, to be part of this, uh, uh, this, this book. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me, Frey. And um, I've, like Frey said, I've, I've uh, contributed three poems um, to this text and uh, just really jumped at the opportunity to collab with my beautiful sisters, Frey and Jenna. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, Jenna, and tell everyone where you where you are? Yeah. Hello, everyone. I can't see you, but hello. <laughs> um, so my name is Jenna Lee, Land of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to pay my respects to them and thank them, their ancestors, for taking care of me during lockdown. Um, and yeah, so I'm a graphic designer, I guess by trade is what I say. And I'm a descendant of the Larrakia, Karijari and Waterman people, so Northern Territory and Western Australia mob. Um, yeah, and I have had the great privilege of, I think, typesetting all of Freya's catalogues um, and doing quite a few of um, the identities for the exhibitions. So while this particular catalogue probably 
took a year. Um, I think it's probably the culmination of quite a few years of collaboration to get to this point and understanding each other's um, voices in these spaces. So it's been a really wonderful um, process and um, one that we did over many oceans because when I started it, I was living in London. So um, yeah, really excited to be here today and, and chatting with Freya and Ellen about the, the book and I'm so excited to launching. And um, alongside Ellen and Jana, I'd also really like to acknowledge um, all the other contributors to the publication. Um, so we've had a lot of artists especially um, contribute, sharing their stories and their own words through interviews and artist reflections. Um, and then we've also had Katina Davidson, who um, unfortunately couldn't join us today, but she has um, written a really um, important text around um, the importance of cultural heritage sites that relate to, to water and um, so that really um, is, is part of the long water story too. And um, also Kimberly Moulton, uh, Yorta Yorta, who's down in Melbourne as well, has um, written text um, about my mother Sonia and my sister Lucy's artwork. And um, Rosita Holmes, who is a um, Art Centre Coordinator at Millingimby Art Centre has um, worked with Susan and Ruth uh, Nakamala and her family to um, share their, their really um, significant stories and in, in their own words into this publication as well. Um, but we might start with um, Jenna who has created the whole, the whole, how it's all come together mm. and... It's um, so gorgeous. It was, Start with the actual um, the Wellspring design, Jen. Yeah, absolutely. It was something that um, so the process in working with Freya is always so beautiful because she begins by sending me a draft curatorial um, essay um, where I kind of read that, and I believe you used the word Wellspring of knowledge, and I just kind of latched onto that as such a beautiful layered image and one that could be translated really well into something visual. Um, and funnily enough, it was actually a part that Wellspring was a part of an identity concept that we didn't go with. So, um, but we really loved um, the IMA, Freya and myself all really loved the, the Wellspring. So that's the symbol you see on the cover. Um, and, and I believe that shape has also been um, brought through the exhibition with the, some of the plinths um, or I guess stands. Yeah. Um, so it's just a really, I think it's a really special symbol because it represented many things. And I think, um, you know, the lines could represent fibers or they could represent ripples of water or they could represent, um, you know, where water has come into contact with other elements, like the lines you see, um, especially in the images you'll see of Pondamooka country um, framing Freya's essay there are these beautiful ripples in the sand left from the water currents so I think um, it was a symbol that could do a lot and I was really happy that we could um, use it on the cover um, and then to additionally get it um, so that it's, it's a literal window into some beautiful water which we picked that image because um, I think it resonates with a lot of people that it could be any water anywhere um, but it um, was one of the beautiful images that Rhett took out on country, um, which was yeah. 
yeah, really lovely to work with as well. So. Thanks, Jen. And um, so as, as part of um, developing Longwater, um, was um, able to visit a lot of um, country and the artists and, and mm. travelled with Rhett Hamilton and he took so much beautiful documentation that's um, in the videos in the exhibition but also so much of the photography in the catalogue. So um, when Jen and I were first starting to put the publication together, um, we just had this abundance of beautiful images of country and, and materials and artists and um, we really thought about that with the, the layout of the publication, how we introduced the idea of country first. So um, that's something that when you first um, open, it's, it's of all the different artists, um, um, country and place, and then introducing the materiality. And um, but also we looked at Ellen's poetry and um, Ellen's three poems um, around three different um, themes and how we could um, put them into the publication too to um, create like a reflective space in between. Um, it's, it's the stories that are, are contained in the works are, are so layered and so loaded and um, sometimes I think we, we need to take a moment to, um, to take a, a, a break and that Ellen's poetry also allows that space to, to sit with the ideas more. It, um, so when I first spoke with Ellen about the poetry, it was pretty broad. Yeah, <laughs> you were sort of just like do 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 whatever you want. Yeah, you sort of you gave me a lot of earlier kind of uh, information about the exhibition and images and um, yeah, it was a very it's it's really good as a writer to receive such like an open breeze, like do whatever you what what comes to you because then like the energy I feel like the energy can come to me and I can feel like I can follow that rather than feeling like I have to write a specific thing. Um, so yeah, the poetry emerged really organically, um, but I I. It was, you know, I really liked how you, um, you've you laid them out in the publication, Jenna, as these like breaths, like between like one at the start, one in the middle and one at the end. Uh, where did that thought come from when you were uh, designing the, the publication? Yeah, I think, um, and what's really special about, I think the Longwater is this collaborative process that Freya and I have formed. So we, I literally took my laptop over to Freya's house one day and she made me fried rice and we mm. sat there and um, flicked through catalogs that, um, you know, Freya had, well, what, what you like, what don't you like, but also really talking about the pacing of, of the, you know, and it, it was so lovely because I have the document open and we're literally moving things around. We're trying different images. Um, and I think in those conversations, that's where you go, oh, actually, I think um, it's either just before or just after Katina's essay. We're like, it's such an important essay. There needs to be a break there. Yeah. So that's where your poetry um, was so critical to have people able to pause, I think, um, and to have them take up a double page spread as well. is It's an actual pause. So um, I think um, it was also just such a dream to work with poetry in an exhibition catalogue because you don't often get those chances to create 
um, text-based pauses. We use a lot of imagery as pauses as well throughout the document. So where there are the big double page spreads there, they're at moments where we want to transition you from one person's perspective or thoughts into the next. Um, and so it's quite fluid and saying that now is um, quite funny when it's an exhibition about connection to water. Um, but I think the overall design also had a very fluid way of coming into being um, because it was so collaborative and we worked so closely. Um, yeah. And Elle, I think um, wet, wet grass, when mm. you first shared the poems, wet grass just moved me incredibly. Mm. And yeah. we wanted that to be the first thing that people engage mm. with because it really, um, yes, yeah, sums up everything about relationships to water too, um, all the different senses. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll, I'll read the I'll read the poem. Um, so this, yeah, this is the first poem that appears in the text, and I really felt like I was just absorbing like everything. Um, and my, uh, I wrote a lot of these poems um, while watching my mum weave, um, who's here here today. Uh, but she's just a. a I really felt like the physical, I, I say later on in, in my last poem, I'm not a weaver, but um, I feel um, just the, the beauty and strength I wanted to, to explore in the poetry and reflect that in my work. Um, and so I, I tried to do it, do that. And so, yeah, this, this poem's wet grass and it's, yeah, it's about, like you said, that, you know, how much we need water for this process. Um, and for everything. Wet grass. Breaking drought. A big mob of clouds cloak the sky a different color. Grass is dancing in the wind before the storm. Birds are quiet. Still air. The sound of the first fall. Rain spitting. Sky breaks, open flow, charges through our rivers. Following natural paths, the stories are tributaries taking form. Happy frogs, sound of creeks burbling, overflowing life. Water softening, sinking in. Love softens, fingers dew. I'm speechless, <laughs> and and um, with the um, the layout too of the poetry, and there's this really um, beautiful spacing and mm. that was played with too. Yeah, it it looks really good. I'm I'm really happy. Thank you, Jenna. It just looks really beautiful, and yeah, I was definitely thinking about um, the not only how. The, it's the words are felt like orally, but also like visually as well. And um, Jenna sort of gave me permission to play with that. So I felt I really trusted Jenna and, and Frey. And uh, I think that that's, um, 
it's a word that's not always a given um, when you work um, in these environments, but um, I just had so, I just knew I was in the right, right place and that's where I could feel like I could write this work. So um, yeah, I'm just really, um, like I said, honored to play such a small role in, in such a, what, a, what is a beautiful, big gathering of, of beautiful artists. Yeah. And behind you, Elle, you've got a few of your... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, so a little, just a little bit of background uh, to me is that I'm, I'm a poet and a fiction writer um, and I've written... Uh, my first book was a collection of short stories, like a novel and stories, and then my second two books um, were... Uh, collections of poetry. Um, the first book called Comfort Food is about how food is like uh, just so it's so much more than just food you know it's family and home and country and and travel and um, so that book was very much themed around uh, food and country and then um, I have a book that just came out um, this year uh, during the pandemic um, called Throat. Uh, came out in, I think, April this year. Um, and yeah, again, it's uh, a themed poetry collection around uh, voice and speaking and um, say and truth and, and speaking truth. Um, yeah, so I, I was like, I'm, I haven't done physical events for a while. So I was like, oh yeah, I was running out the door and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I'll, bring a copy of the books because it's always when I don't have them when people ask me you know if you have them so I was like okay I'll, I'll bring them <laughs> I'll just bring them <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think it's yeah really important to acknowledge both um, Jenna and Ellen's also yeah amazing credentials outside of the publication too mm. Jenna's uh, award-winning artist and um, I was just thinking Jen as well as as your work as an artist um and, and then working on a publication and a presentation of artist information and artist stories too, um, is that something you were thinking about too with, um, yeah, working with all the long water texts and? Yeah, definitely. I think I got into graphic design originally because of my love for print design, specifically exhibition catalogues. So mm. I think because I've always probably being leaning more towards the art sector um, and then to be able to work on these. But I think I comment that um, catalogue design, I guess the only two ways I know how, and that's from an artist perspective, but also from a cultural perspective. Um, so for me, there are, so for example, we had a, a font signed off um, and then partway through typesetting, I realised it didn't have a lot of the ligatures needed for the language um, translation. Mm -hmm. So that was something that for me was a really good learning curve. So we changed the font of the entire book to make sure that, um, you know, there wasn't an additional font for the um, translation. We actually, I, I went through and changed it all so that it all was actually led by what the, the language words needed um, instead of the other way around. And I think um, just things like that and making sure that um, country and artists um, are represented 
in a way that they want, which was incredibly easy to do in this catalogue when you're, you know, the curator has travelled to country, uh, you know, or the artist country to take photographs and supply these. So I think um, we were really lucky um, in that sense because I was kind of handed everything I needed, but I try and do little things like all of the colours are colour picked from the imagery um, so that they are being led by, I guess, country as well. Um, so the various colours that um, Ellen's work are sitting on, you know, for wet grass in particular, I picked that colour from an image of some fresh fibres. Um, mm -hmm. So just making sure that everything has been considered in a way that um, is respectful of the artists from where they're from. Um, as I, and you know, that includes Ellen's poetry as a, an artist. Um, yeah, and I think then, you know, from an artist perspective, just creating books that I would want to be in, um, I guess, um, just beautiful big images and nice clean type um, is kind of what I think is the most respectful towards especially these works when they're so mm. textual, you want to be able to hold this book yeah. um, and, you know, little things like making sure there's enough room around the, the borders for people to have their thumbs so they can really crack this book open and feel it and, and not feel like they're interfering with the columns of text. Mm. Um, yeah, just lots of little things that, you know, and these were all things that Freya and I actively spoke about the entire time as well. Like we made these decisions very purposefully. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. There's there's just so much thought and care in that in those processes. Yeah, I was yarning yeah. with with Lisa uh, yesterday, and Lisa was just saying like just how like great to have like a black a black sister, like to just have that whole process be First Nations driven is just like makes a big mm -hmm. difference. Yeah, um, I wanted to go right back to the beginning fray and ask how you came up with the title Long Water. Long Water. Yeah. Um, well, it goes right back to our own relationship to water um, as Kondamuka people, um, belonging to Yulibulibi, the people of the Sand and Sea. And um, it's something I'd been thinking about for a long time was around the relationships between water and weaving. And um, it was, I had, really been struggling to come up with a title. Um, I was coming up with words like rhythmic motions that, oh. <laughs> that sounded like um, a porn movie, <laughs> like coming up, coming up with titles yeah. that just uh, were not doing it. And um, we came across an old art journal um, in my parents' house on Majiraba, and it was an art journal um, from the early 1980s and it was titled Long Water and it was a special edition focusing on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art and literature. And there was a quote in there by Ernie Dingo mm. and Ernie Dingo has actually written some amazing poetry. Oh, really? And oh, um, there was this um, quote that just stood out to me, like a long river, Aboriginal culture flows eternally, forever changing but receiving its life and energy from the same ancient source. Mother and water are both givers of life. And, um, and then that was the, um, the title of the poem was Long Water. So mm. it, was, it was really just um, embracing everything I was thinking about for Long Water, uh, about the um, 
things that are known but things that can't be seen as well and um, and that idea that um, culture is, isn't static, it's constantly moving, it's constantly flowing and it's, it's, it is this long, deep source. So that was the very, is at the very core of, of this exhibition and yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, I've been thinking a lot this morning about the title of your essay in here, um, which is called To Weave Is To Honour. And um, for me, that really, um, uh, it's, it's how I feel as well yeah. when I'm writing. Yeah. So um, if, you, if you don't mind, I might just read um, the last two poems. Yeah. Um, so this poem is called um, Dry Grass. And like I mentioned, it's, um, it's about, it's about honouring um, on the micro level, my mum, like watching, being with her and watching her and, um, you know, the, the love that we have for each other. But on a macro level, it's for, uh, it's, it's bigger than that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, this is called dry grass. And, uh, yeah, this, the layout, it, like, look, it looks like this on the page. Your fingers make the holes, the shapes, the loops. You say the needle is to be sharp. Raffia from Aranda country. You lived there. Now we are back home. We sit on the firm wooden floor. We are sitting where you taught me to write my name and read words in books. We are sitting, you are weaving. I am watching your lap. Pattern movements and groove, you are fluid like river. This rhythm is unbreakable, unbeatable. We are woven together closely. Nothing can unbound, take us apart. I am not a weaver. I am not a weaver. My sisters say my weaving is my words. I think about the role I have in my community, how I can make others' roles easier. When I write, I don't invent or make new. When I write, I honour you and our ancestors. I gather and bring together big mobs of feminine energy. I swear water teaches me how to write. I've become quite obsessed with that poem in particular because I think it perfectly summarizes as well how the process of this catalogue was for me. Um, I'm not, I don't work with any. Oh no. 
oh darling you're frozen how can we how do we get you back of the fibers that are present oh, yeah. in the exhibition um but it was that bringing <laughs> we keep losing you jen my back <laughs> jen am i back now no we're gonna be frozen give it a second to catch up Um, I wonder if we just take the video off for yeah. a sec. Yeah, yeah, and then we can just, um, if you're still there, Jen. Um, oh, okay, maybe. I think we, the Zoom time's run out. <laughs> yeah, Lol. how you have 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> technology. Um, maybe. Um. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can, Jen. We yeah. can. We oh, it's just going to be an embarrassing icon of a selfie with my dog. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. What's your <laughs> She's dog's been on my lap. dog called again? Uh, her name's Cora. She's been asleep on my lap this whole time, so she's oh, a part of it. Um. She looks very cuddly. <laughs> um, you were just saying something really beautiful and, and really in, in, important there, Jen, about, um, yeah, your, how you felt um, working on the publication. If you don't mind going back and starting with that story so we can hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I think... I, when I first read I Am Not a Weaver, I became quite obsessed with it um, as a poem because, as I was saying, like I don't, I don't personally work with any of the fibres that are present in Longwater, but mm -hmm. I definitely feel like what Freya has allowed me to be able to do is to be given all of these elements which you reference in the, in the poem as, as being words, but I get given all of the words, all of the images, um, and then I can pull them together in this catalog which is essentially i not to push the metaphor too far but weaving together of all of those elements into one object um and yeah i just think that that um poem to have as the last one in the book is particularly meaningful as well because a lot of the artists and contributors in the book are, are doing something similar they're pulling materials together um and that pulling together has been presented by Freya very stunningly as an exhibition. Um, mm, and I just mm, think mm. it really full circle tied everything together. Yeah. Um, so I definitely mean it when I say I became obsessed with a poem because I must have read it many, many times. Mm -hmm. um, but thanks, yeah. Jen. Yeah, thanks, Sue. Yeah. Mm. Um, Jen and Elle, was there anything else you wanted to? Um, not for me. Yeah. What about you, Jen? No, I'm just, yeah, even being able to talk about it today and reflect on the process, it was such a wonderful experience. So thanks everyone for yeah. listening. Congratulations, Frey. Uh, yeah. Officially launched. Yeah. Launching it. Are you going to throw it up? <laughs> yeah. And um, there's, the exhibition is just through the door there as well. Um, and I think... It's a busy day here. The, the program's up on the um, schedule over here with all the other mm. events and talks going on and lots lots to check out. But yeah, I just wanted to um, 
thank all the contributors, Jen, Elle, from mm. the bottom of my heart, and, and thank you to the IMA too for all the support and bringing this together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.